Well, you know these guys? I sure do. They know you. Much respected. Tremendous. They are rootsy. Yep. They are... They got it going on. They, yeah. That's they're happening. What was, that's what they're happening. They work hard, they play hard. They, they play hard, they work hard. They look good, they feel they, good. That, yeah, I could have said the same Pretty thing. much all you need. You're listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Hey everybody, it's The Wrestling Life, it's episode 124. It is uh, the middle, now towards the end of July 2017, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. We were discussing before we went on the air tonight how I was under the impression uh, early on Wednesday morning this week that we wouldn't have a whole lot to fill uh, a show this week, and then Shane McMahon was in a helicopter crash, and Brock Lesnar... uh, re-entered himself into the drug testing pool, making himself eligible for UFC after towards the end of the year and uh, all kinds of, of good stuff broke. And yeah, there's a lot, lot to get to this week. Uh, I guess we start with Monday night raw, which was did the, uh, the most viewers that that show has done since the post, the post WrestleMania episode of that show. Kurt Angle has a new son. What did you think of the big reveal, Liam? <laughs> um, it, it was fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's once that idea was thrown out that oh, maybe it's a kid. Uh, it kind of okay, yeah, that's probably what they're gonna do. So I mean, there's, there's nothing particularly wrong with what they did. It was, I mean, if you wanted to say it's a pretty flat reveal, they just kind of come out, hug, and then leave. Um, maybe you could make that argument, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, it was fine. I didn't, I didn't hate it. Um, Kurt tried really, really hard to make this seem legit and special and crowd didn't really seem to want to get into it. Um, I don't know if like fake sons and stuff, if that's something that like your modern wrestling fan will, will put up with, but, uh. It's, it's, I don't know, it's something different. We haven't seen a storyline like this in a while, and it's, you know, it, it's a chance for a new guy to be in a pretty prominent spot. Um, you could argue that he, you know, a guy of Jason Jordan's skill set is not maybe ready for that main event spot yet, but we don't, we don't really know, because we've never really seen him as a singles guy. So, I I thought it was a perfectly fine first week of this uh this new storyline um what about you i i enjoyed raw uh it felt kind of like a um one of those late 90s shows where nothing really had they threw a million things at you and nothing really stuck and uh i will probably not look back on this era very fondly years from now but uh in the moment it was like the first time that raw hasn't dragged to me in quite a while uh i think it's a goofy angle and i i don't think you can or should do stuff like this in 2017 and expect it to work but um Kurt looks so happy. He looks so happy to be back in a real wrestling company in front of a real crowd. 
even if it's doing goofy BS. And, uh, and so in, in that regard, it, Hey, I'm, you know, it was okay. Kurt really tried to sell it as you mentioned. And I don't know. We'll see. I, I have no faith that this will do anything for Jason Jordan. They'll stop, start, push him. Um, but he'll get the, uh, the Shelton Benjamin treatment that Shelton Benjamin got in his, t- his tenure with the company and uh will be forgotten and this will be joked about um but yeah as a, a standalone show i enjoyed raw on monday night you'll see the rumors have been swirling and i believe dave Meltzer has talked about that they want to do kurt and triple h right uh that's they've been talked about on uh, the wrestling observer uh, radio shows yes okay so my feeling is I don't ever see Kurt Angle getting cleared for a match. I just, I can't, I can't see it. Um, it's had like what, like five neck surgeries or something. Um, I he can't turn his head. Right. Like he's just, I don't know. He doesn't look like, I just can't imagine that. I could see now it also obviously depends on how Hunter feels about Jason Jordan, but I could see them doing Jason Jordan versus Hunter with, you know, Kurt's job on the line or something. Um, and that's probably, I mean, the best thing for Jason Jordan would probably be to be get, get into a program with Hunter. Cause if Hunter's going to work with a guy, he's going to make sure that guy is protected for about the six months prior uh, for usually, he didn't really do that with Seth Rollins, but they didn't really have a choice. Um, uh, for the most part, Hunter's going to protect the guy that he's about to work with as much as he can. Um, so that could, that could be good for Jason Jordan. Like, I think he'll get chances, whether or not they will give him those chances and then immediately pull them away from him. That's kind of what they do. But I could see, at least in the short term, them maybe trying something big with him and seeing if they can kind of get that, that main eventer charisma out of him. Because obviously, from you can look at the guy. He's a great athlete. He's, he's a... Yeah, strong wrestler. You haven't really ever seen him, at least not any long term matches in uh you know, as a singles. So we don't really know what's what he's got. But uh I mean I th- I think, you know, I'm I'm excited at the idea of like a different guy being involved with some of the other top guys on in this company. So I'm I'm I might be a little more optimistic than most about this. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with new guys or you know freshening up the main the main event scene there a little bit. Um, I still am holding out hope that they'll put Samoa Joe in the title match at SummerSlam, even though it's Roman and Brock for sure. I keep hoping they'll add Joe to that match and Braun for all of his limitations and your dislike of his matches with Roman is still a pretty new face. Um. I don't like that Finn Balor is going to be feuding with Bray Wyatt, who has never, no one is elevated in a Bray Wyatt feud. They don't help Bray and they don't help his <laughs> opponents. <laughs> and Finn Balor lost the Universal Championship, uh, did, not, did not lose that title in the ring, and has still yet to get a one on one match for it since he's been back. And they just never really acknowledge it, um, which is ridiculous. But. I don't know. I guess I'm saying I wish it was Finn and not Jason Jordan. And but hey, uh, hey, let's let's we've been clamoring for new blood for quite a while. Let's let's go ahead and give it a shot. I guess. 
And unlike the current WWE champion, at least I'm pretty sure Jason Jordan has like won a match or two in this calendar year before getting his big push. So there's That's, that. That there that is that is uh, something in the in the win column there. How about uh, hey, they got me excited, ex- so excited uh, for Monday Night Raw this coming week. Uh, the Bailey and Sasha match announced that I'm going to Raw on Monday. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm, I am. Uh, I will be in Washington D.C. on Monday night for Raw, and uh, I think the Bailey Sasha babyface match they had a throwaway match on Raw like six or seven months ago that was a babyface match that was not any good. Um, but I feel like. This is they will probably be the main event of Raw on Monday, and I need to be there for that, so I will. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it'll probably be really good. Um, I wouldn't just be doing this on television for no reason. Um, uh, I assume Sasha's winning. Uh, so you, I mean, you think it seems like one of the title matches, either the Universal title match or the women's title is headed for a four-way. Or with, both. Or potentially both. I mean, do you have a sense on, do you think you get a clean finish out of this this Bailey and Sasha match? My God is no. Uh, I, I, they, for, although she's won the women's championship three times and never successfully defended it on television, they generally protect Sasha when she loses. Um. I don't see Bailey just beating her and Bailey has two consecutive pinfall victories over Alexa bliss and they don't do that for no reason either. And Nia Jax is out there on television in the Alexa's angle every week. So yeah, it's gotta be a four way, right? Yeah, that would make sense. It's just, it also then makes you question what happens. I mean, it was, it would just seem profoundly lazy uh to to make basically both i mean it would be the same story basically yeah where last week joe and roman the big monster came down and beat up joe and roman and then it would basically be the same thing with with sasha and bailey this week so my feeling is yes match placement like if this is the main event i think somebody's winning clean probably sasha uh if it's just like a throwaway match I could see that being the angle. And then I could maybe even see them doing a three-way with Braun and Joe and Roman for the number one contendership with Roman winning this time. And you get Roman and Brock as solos. And then maybe you do Joe, since Braun's practically a baby face anyway, you might as well just do Joe and Braun. Um, Mm. I don't know. I just, I don't see, I just don't see them being that transparently lazy. Like they're lazy when it comes to booking stuff, but man, would that be lame, especially for your second biggest show of the year, theoretically or third. If you, I guess the rumble is probably a bigger show now since that's uh, at least this year was a stadium show. Well, my feeling after watching raw on Monday was well, uh, um, Braun and Roman are going to wrestle each other at SummerSlam and they're going to give Joe another go and Joe is going to win the title from Brock at SummerSlam was my takeaway until I listened to Observer Radio on Tuesday morning and they were Dave and Brian on that show were adamant that Roman will be in the title match at SummerSlam. I left Raw under the impression that 
probably going to wrestle each other again at SummerSlam, and Joe and Brock are, are going to go again. Did you get any of that at all? And actually, what did you think of that Joe and Roman main event on Raw? Because I really enjoyed that, and uh, newsflash, Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe are excellent professional wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a really good match. Um, yeah, I kind of came out thinking four-way. Um, that's just the way it felt to me because usually when it's just going to be the, if they're splitting off into two one-on-one matches, generally you just have him beat up the one guy and he did lay out Joe as well. Um, so like I said, that leads me to believe either it's a four way or at the very least they're going to do a, a triple threat either this week or maybe next week. Um, and whoever either Roman or Joe will win and whoever doesn't, you know, whoever doesn't, win will be the guy that wrestles Braun at SummerSlam. Obviously, the way that the the ambulance match ended at the last show, it certainly seems like they're not done with, with Roman and Braun yet, so they could do... I'm trying to think what stipulation... I mean, Hell in a Cell would make sense, but I'm pretty sure that's, that pay-per-view is in, like, October, so I don't think they're just going to do one, like, two months before the, the pay-per-view. Um, well, I, I will say, it is notable that TLC is on the schedule for October in the usual Hell in a Cell slot, like that third or fourth week of October, which has traditionally been the Hell in a Cell for like the last decade. Currently, uh, at least on Wikipedia, that's listed as as TLC. So they could, in fact, be going away from making uh, Hell in a Cell its own event and using it as they should, like uh, when, when the few called for it, which would certainly fit with that program. Yeah, that would make sense. And if, yeah, if that's the case, I'd forgotten. I think I had seen that the TLC was moved up, but it didn't correlate with me that that meant there was no Hell in a Cell show. So, yeah, I could see that. Um, you've kind of talked me into it. I mean, I am. I was all for. I mean, I really want another Joe and Brock match. Um, and if Brock's maybe going to be taking some time off to potentially train for a UFC fight you probably want to get your belt off of him before he goes into the octagon. Um, although, I don't know. It would be really... I don't I don't know. You could get him to walk out with the WWE belt on at a UFC pay-per-view, I guess. But that seems like the kind of stuff they'd have to work out. Uh, UFC and WWE would have to work out anyway. And um, Yeah, so I, I, you've kind of talked me into now that, that just splitting those guys off again, basically just doing rematches would... Uh, it would be better and it would be more satisfying creatively and it would free up the still somewhat lazy, but uh, at least it wouldn't be repeated twice in the show, uh, the, the four-way booking for the, for the women's match. Well, we've talked about Brock. We talked about how he's uh, re-entered the USADA drug testing pool. He still has five months to serve on a suspension since he retired uh, in the middle of his last drug suspension uh, from UFC. Uh, but uh, do you think he's doing this just to keep his options open? Do you think he's doing it with the idea of doing UFC and WWE at the same time as he did a year ago? Or what are your thoughts? Is this a negotiating ploy with his contract coming due around WrestleMania time? What do you think? Uh, uh, what do you think's going on with Brock uh, re-entering the drug testing pool? I think it could be all of the things, or not maybe not all of them, but a couple of those things you just mentioned. Um. WWE, at least for one one show, was willing to be flexible with him working for UFC. Um, so I could see him maybe looking to uh, just do both 
obviously Lashley has done that for a couple of years now with between TNA and uh, Bellator. Uh, so I could see him looking for that type of deal. Or as you said, if you remember a few years ago, uh, just before the WrestleMania where Roman and Brock wrestled, uh, Brock's contract was up and everybody thought, and he was, it was not an accident that rumors began floating around that he was uh, really strongly considering a UFC comeback. And then he just decided to, uh, you know, to, to resign with WWE. So I, I could see that. I mean, if you're, if you're the UFC and your biggest draw is off fighting Floyd Mayweather and your other biggest draw is probably never fighting again in Ronda Rousey. You get Brock to wrestle or uh, to fight the Stipe still the heavyweight champion. Yeah, I think you do. Like I think Stipe and Brock on on your December pay per view. That's a big number because casual fans will pay to see Brock Lesnar fight, especially if it's a title fight. So I mean, it makes all the sense in the world for UFC. Um, and it seems like something Brock. I mean, Brock came back and. And, uh, and won his last UFC fight. So I could see them trying to put together a big, big-time main event match for, for one of UFC shows. And I could see WWE being receptive to that if they, if they can work out a similar deal to last time, uh, whether or not that's just UFC doing some free advertising for them or if it's a deal to try to get a Ronda Rousey or a Conor McGregor on there on a on a wrestlemania show who who knows really but i mean i could i mean they've worked together before so i i don't see any reason why they couldn't work something out again but as you pointed out it could also just be a big uh, negotiating ploy uh for brock trying to uh squeeze a little more money out of out of WWE. should be noted here that ronda rousey was at full sale university and they shot some kind of angle uh, during the Mae Young Classic tapings between the four horsewomen of MMA and the four horsewomen of NXT minus Sasha Banks. So I, I could see a little trade-off there. Ronda's not, uh, hasn't announced her retirement, is still technically under a UFC contract. I don't think she's ever fighting again. But uh, yeah, I'd trade a let Brock fight for a Ronda appearance. Sure, I would do that. And I could see that happening easily. Um, yeah, I guess time will tell Shane McMahon was in a helicopter that <laughs> had to, had to do an emergency water landing this week. Uh, out of nowhere. Rick, Rick Flair survived a plane crash. And now Shane McMahon has survived technically a helicopter cra- uh, crash. It sounds like it was a, a rather uh, safe water landing as safe as water landings in a helicopter can go. <laughs> But all the headlines that uh, as soon as the story broke, it were helicopter crash in the water and uh, the Coast Guard did have to rescue him. So uh, the New York media, at least the local news media that was on the scene to interview Shane and the helicopter pilot immediately after the incident, didn't seem to know who he was, which is a little bit bit embarrassing. (laughs) Uh, until someone, some intrepid reporter piped up with, are you Vince McMahon's son? And he said, yes, yes, I am. And looked pretty despondent about it. But uh, <laughs> Shane McMahon, this man really is impervious to pain. He is a shooter and think, he's now survived a helicopter crash. I think we know what SummerSlam's main event needs to be. It's Jinder and Shane for the title. <laughs> In a helicopter match? Sure. Nothing matters anymore. Just do whatever, whatever dumb, stupid stuff you want to do. 
But you got <laughs> you want you want the title on a legit athlete, as we know he is built like an NFL locker linebacker, as JBL once told us. He is uh, he's in fabulous conditioning. Don't let the fact that he turned red after like two minutes into his match with AJ Styles and was sweating more than I've ever seen any man sweat ever uh, about three minutes in. No, he is one of a kind athlete, and we now know that he is quite literally indestructible. So, I mean, you want your title on the most legit guy. So I think Shane the Shooter needs to walk into SummerSlam and walk out as your WWE heavyweight champion. Why don't they just make the Punjabi? That was a that was a joke. Don't do that, please. <laughs> Why? They could just make the Punjabi prison match this weekend a three way and he put just, it on in there. Just pulls the bars apart. Sure. Like Kane, like like the great legendary Kane debut. He just pulls door the bamboo doors off the sides of the Punjabi <sighs> prison. <sighs> his his lightning fast punches knock out both Ginger and Randy, and he is declared the winner. By by double forfeit. Please don't do that. There's a there's WWE pay per view this weekend. It's a SmackDown exclusive show. It's Battleground. There's a Punjabi prison match. Uh, for posterity's sake, uh, well, just quickly, I'll list the matches here: Jinder Mahal versus Randy Orton in a Punjabi prison for the WWE title. Ty Dillinger and Aiden English again on the pre-show. The Usos versus the Usos versus the New Day for the tag team titles. John Cena versus Rusev in an old school flag match. Charlotte versus Becky versus Natalia versus Tamina versus Lana. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens for the U.S. title. And Sami Zayn versus Mike Kanellis, which I just saw on SmackDown this week. I don't know why I need to see it again. But uh, those are the matches on Battleground this weekend. I usually come over for Raw shows and big four pay-per-views. Liam, I will not be seeing you this Sunday. <laughs> I, will <be> watching, <laughs> I will be watching this from the comfort of my own home. Uh, what are, you, are you excited for Battleground at all? Is there anything on that list that uh, has your interest? Yeah, I think AJ Styles and Kevin Owens can't help themselves but have like at least a really good wrestling match. So I think it'll be there'll probably be some good wrestling. Um, SmackDown's very it's just a very creatively unexciting show, and we've kind of talked about that a little bit. But I I watched most of this week's show, and it's just just feels very stagnant. Um, I this Cena and Rusev thing we've seen that match a thousand times. It wasn't very good most of the times we saw it. And uh, a flag match stipulations mean you can't you can't do near falls, so I don't expect a ton from that match. Uh, I also don't know why Rusev is still doing the, why we have three guys doing the foreign heel gimmick on the same show. Um, it's just weird and and just it's not very exciting. And as I mentioned with the raw stuff and potentially with them booking two four ways for their for their top two titles. It just feels lazy. It feels like a lazy show. Like it, there's a very good tag team main event of uh, Styles and Nakamura against uh, Owens and Corbin. Uh, but at the end of the show, it's like, okay, we're just going to see a bunch of these guys wrestle, and none of it feels uh, particularly important. But we are going to apparently find out who attacked Brizongo like six months ago, 
on the show. So that'll maybe be funny. Mm, boy. <laughs> so I think there'll be one really good wrestling match and a bunch of okay stuff and one maybe possibly funny segment. So we'll, we'll give that a, about a, a three on a scale of one to 10 of, of excitement. But uh, yay, you know what? I would love to be proven wrong. I would love for it to just be a blow away show and for Nakamura to pull a, 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 a seven star classic out of Baron Corbin. But uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But hey, feel free to prove me wrong. And uh, we'll put the, in, the very, in the very lonely Liam was wrong file. I will be happy to come on this show and add, I believe, a second thing to that Liam was wrong file as I am almost never wrong, but well, well, I'll be happy to, I'll be happy to admit it. If uh, SmackDown actually manages to put on like a really good show this week. Yeah. I, I watched most of SmackDown this week and I enjoyed that show. Uh, like you said, it wasn't, uh, didn't light my world on fire creatively. Uh, but yeah, that main event was really good. Main event tag match, uh, was quite good. The G1 is underway in New Japan. I know that's uh, a popular thing. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, I'm sorry. It's hard for me to get excited about Zack Sabre Jr. beating Hiroshi Tanahashi, although I guess that's the, probably the most newsworthy item so far. Although, really, the results early on don't mean a whole lot. It's a weeks-long tournament, but... What are your thoughts on the G1, Liam? Do you see an obvious winner coming out of the G1? Um, do you like the story they're telling with Tanahashi, working with the bad arm? And uh, who do you think, uh, yeah, uh, who do you think? And if you were booking, uh, let's go there too. Um, who would you put over in the in G1 this year? Uh, it would not be the Omega Okada third match so quickly. So if it were up to me, they would be on, you know, separate brackets and never and never meet in this tournament. What, you know, whether or not Omega, whatever Omega's contract is, if he has another year, if he signs for another year, or if he or if he's talking about leaving again, you can you know, you can decide who wins then. But I wouldn't just be. I feels very much like a throwaway. So yeah, I just I wouldn't do that third match so quickly. You just did the second match at the beginning of June. And I really feel like that's the match I would do at, at Wrestle Kingdom next year, or the the January fourth show. So I was a little disappointed that they're just going to do it again so quickly. Because uh, to me, the two obvious guys who are maybe going to win are the the same. It's the same few guys generally tend to be on top in New Japan. Uh, even if, for a casual fan like me, I can kind of tell it's you know it's Naito and Tanahashi and Okada and Omega really for the last few years obviously it was styles before before he left but it's generally they that that top tier is generally kept pretty uh you know it's generally the same few guys and you know guys like uh you know i know Fale, bad luck Fale got a title match on one of their b shows and uh shibata got you know got the the match where he ended his own career and uh but generally for that that really tippy top mix it's generally those same four guys uh, so I would have kept Omega and Okada apart and probably had Omega win for the second straight year. But I could also see them wanting to do something different and just do uh, putting it on uh, Naito because Naito's a safe choice and he's been the the world champion before for them. So 
I guess Omega and Naito are, are the two obvious choice. I know Abushi is there, what, there as well. Um, obviously, this is not this is not expert analysis, but uh, I don't know. And anyone stand out to you on in, in that tournament outside of who I've mentioned? No, I mean Ishii is a guy that I like, uh, and but I I don't see them going with him in that spot. Um, and yeah, I see it being one of the I see it being Naito. Uh, I don't think they. I don't think until maybe Omega already has an agreement, and it seems like it seems like he's in for you know at least through next year. But I I don't know if there's pen to paper on that yet. So it really just be idle speculation on my part, and I don't watch enough New Japan regularly to know uh, outside of what I hear and what I read and what I occasionally get a chance to see. But. Um, I had a thought and it's just completely gone. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, as I as I was I was pounding I was literally pounding my head into a pillow after the big reveal of Jason Jordan as Kurt Angle's son this week, and again, <laughs> just thinking to myself, why don't I just watch New Japan instead? Why don't I just watch New Japan instead? And then just bashing my head into the pillow again and again and again at the ridiculousness of Jason Jordan being revealed as Kurt Angle's son. Uh, but uh, but then they, they announced Bailey and Sasha for next week, and I bought tickets to Raw. So I'm part of the problem, is what I'm trying to say. Just uh, All right, well, that's, uh, that's about it. Like I said, I'm going to Raw this week, and uh, I'll be, we'll be back to talk about that next week. And uh, until then, I'm Ethan. And I'm Leah. And I'm Leah. <laughs> we'll be back next week with more stories from the wrestling life. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. For other podcasts like this, head to obpapparel.com. The Wrestling Life is brought to you by OBP Apparel. For Baltimore's best local sports gear, head to obpapparel.com. Whether it's baseball or football season, we've got you covered with Baltimore's best local sports gear. That's obpapparel.com. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at obpapparel.com. Be sure to go and subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search for The Wrestling Life on the iTunes store. Make sure you leave a review and tell us how we're doing. Also, be sure to follow the guys on Twitter at TWL underscore podcast for live tweets during wrestling events and other hilarity throughout the week. That's at TWL underscore podcast. Now back to the guys. I'm having car issues this week. Oh, Lord. It's the worst. Yeah. So, like six months ago, and this is this is a story for the kids on why you should not just <laughs> ignore your problems and hope they go away. Very rarely works. But, uh, so, like, six months ago, it's just, I could tell there was something electrically wrong with the car. Uh-huh. Like, sometimes when the doors are locked, the alarm would just go off. 
<laughs> um, yeah, other little things like the radio stopped working a while ago, so you know, like it's probably a short here and a bad sensor there, and just gotta like you probably gotta take it in for one of them diagnostic things and like just figure out all of what's going on. And uh, you know, I was gonna do that, and then I just sort of went on living my life instead. Um, and then last or this past Saturday, I was driving. Um, 24 and my Allison like sh- starts shifting really weird mm-hmm. um, like I you know like you speed up it goes up to like third or fourth gear and then it comes back down yeah it's not coming back down hmm. so I'm going like 30 and I'm in like fifth gear hmm. it's like well this doesn't seem right and so kind of so next day I was going to take it to Pep Boys they tell me, well, it sounds like it's a transmission issue, so you should take it to a transmission shop, and they're all closed on Sundays. Okay. Uh, so I took it to the transmission shop, um, and they do all of the tests, and they're like, mm, it's definitely electrical. Uh, so, which is theoretically good news, because, like, just paint, like, I mean, if, if the transmission was up, like, went up on the car, I would just get, I would have to get a new car. Right, because transmission is like used is like thirteen hundred dollars. Right. Um. So take it there. They did it's like okay. Well, probably electric. It might be like just something minor, like a speed sensor. Which when I googled, the issue I was having is like the first result that came up. It's that the car can't like the one of the f- speed sensors and one of the front wheels is not functioning, and so it can't tell how fast the car is going and therefore it's like, it's not communicating with the transmission. What I'm not going to pretend I understand exactly like what's happening, but that's what I got from Google. That's basically what the guy told me after taking tinkering around with it for like two hours. He's like, okay, well I'm going to need, so he's like, well, I'm going to need to do a diagnostic. So I'm going to keep it. Like, I probably might not get to it today. I'll definitely get to it tomorrow. This was Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, All right. Well, so I, there, walked home it's very hot it's depressing uh don't hear anything next day it's like four o'clock i uh got a ride to work so i'm at work and so like 4 30 the place closes at five called them say like, hey you have a car told me you were gonna work on it today did you did you mm-hmm. they did not and then they said well you know we had a few cars in front of you it's like okay that's fine <laughs> But like, just don't tell, tell me. me. Don't tell me. Hey. I'm definitely gonna get to it tomorrow. If you're not, like, if you don't know, it's fine. I'm I'm an adult. I understand. You know, things can't always go as quickly as you would like them to. Just tell me that though. And then today, I didn't hear from them at all. So I gotta call them tomorrow morning and just see like, are you gonna get to it this week? You think, or should I go make like a? Because at this point, we've established it's not a transmission issue. So theoretically, I can take it anywhere that does you know electronic diagnostic stuff and get it looked at so which is like everywhere in 2017 right right there's like four places within like a quarter mile of where i have it so it's not like it's that complicated i would just like to know if that's so i gotta call if i don't hear from them by like you know 10 a.m tomorrow i will probably call them and just say you know, 
give me like give me, give me, give me my, my car. car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take it somewhere else. Like it's again, like I, if if he had just told me like, hey man, I'm not gonna get to it till like Friday. It's like okay. Well, I might not be able to afford to pay for it until I get paid on Friday anyway. So it's not like the end of the world. But just don't, just don't say, "Oh well, I might get to it this day, but I'll definitely get to it by this time on this day," and then like two straight days basically lie to me. So, yeah. So don't ignore your problems. Yeah, I mean, my thought was like, I was always like, "I'll, I'll take it to uh, Nolan's at some point and just get it," you know. He'll t- he can at least tell me what's going on, you know, back, but like now I don't feel comfortable like driving it on a highway. So there's no way I'm getting it to him now. Right. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. So I guess I'll be dealing with that tomorrow and then trying to find rides to work and stuff is not always a pleasant experience. You don't like to be that guy, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, but I, yeah, at this point I'm more just pissed off at this, little amco station right for just basically lying to me right nothing simple no everything's got to be a big production that's the funniest thing too because they went in and he's like yeah you have like a bunch of air like you did the thing where they hooked because the check engine light was on so they did first thing they did was they hooked up the computer or whatever and Mm -hmm. it's like yeah there's a bunch of error messages we cleared them all out actually he's like actually i'm gonna take it around the block and just see if that fixed it Mm -hmm. i was like I was like, oh, that would be really easy and simple, but it, it didn't fix mm-hmm. it. So now here we are. I'm sorry to hear that. It's just, yeah, I just, I just want to know what the hell's going on with that car. <sighs> I will, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a busted 1997 Mercedes if you want. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's call that plan B. <laughs> That it only needs like twenty five hundred dollars worth of work. <laughs> there's a there's a a, a used tire in the trunk that I purchased and took to a Pet Boys to have them put it on for me, and they're like, "That tire is so bald, we can't in good conscience put it on." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Wait a minute! I just bought it. It looks fine to me. It's got to be better than the one that's on there." <laughs> like, right? Uh, they're like, "Nah, nah, not not going to do that for you." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, the ploy was to try to get me to buy new tires from them, but right. To hell with it. <laughs> All right, let's get on the road here. All right. I try to keep on keeping on.